Welcome to the North Hills Church Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into unique content created just for you. I'm your host, Ryan Ferguson, also one of the pastors here at North Hills Church, and joined, as always, behind the camera and over by the computer by my good friend and producer, Tyler Ballantyne. Tyler Ballantyne, say hi. Happy to be here. Thanks, Tyler. Your voice always brings me joy. Well, friends, we're back. Episode number two of the relaunch of the North Hills Church podcast. Glad you're here. For these first couple of weeks, I'm just going to give you a quick reminder why we're doing this. Our hope is to update you with further information about things that are going on around North Hills Church. And we hope to surprise you with some things that you may not know about at all, because there's a lot going on. And it's my job to come in here every week and try to connect you to all that's going on. So let's not waste any more time, but jump right in. Here's what you need to know about this week's Need to Know. We got a weekend to remember event coming up. You know, great marriages, they just don't happen. Now, my wife, Rebecca, and I, if you asked her, she'd probably give you a different story that, you know, being married to me is, you know... I don't know how she would put it, a gift, uh, a joy, uh, easy, you know. But for some people, perhaps you might need a moment to get away and work on your marriage. A weekend to remember is that thing. It's going to be on March 15th through 17th. It's up in Asheville. It's a two-night retreat where you can go and invest and invigorate your marriage. Now, Rebecca and I, we love Asheville. It's kind of our city. Got lots of recommendations for you if you need it, where to eat, what to do, whenever you have some free time away from the retreat, get some Indian at Mendy downtown. If you want to grab something for breakfast, my suggestion, Vortex Donuts. Don't pass up on that one, friends. It's well worth the visit. So, weekend to remember. We've also got a forum uh, coming up here the LGBTQ Forum on March 11th. Um, it's going to be a, a special event. This time we're hosting uh, Gary Ingram, who's the director of Love and Truth Network. Um, he's going to be sharing his story of God's saving grace in his life, rescuing both he and his wife, um, who both were in same-sex relationships, and now they minister to people who desire to follow Jesus. So Melissa is currently a licensed counselor. They've got two boys, and Gary's going to be here discussing gender identity, exploring how we can give attention to our own hearts while longing and praying for loved ones who are caught in sexual sin. Also, there's going to be an opportunity where he's going to field some of your questions. So everyone is welcome to attend. Just email Susan Toy at Susan T at NorthHillsChurch.com for more information. We also have a baptism coming up, which is always an exciting time as people identify with Jesus. If you think, a couple weeks ago here at our church, we are in the book of Matthew, and we looked at how Jesus was baptized. Jesus identified with us in baptism, baptism, and we also identify with Jesus in baptism. So we have a kids' class from 2nd. Uh, through sixth graders and a separate class for adults and teens. So check out the website for all information if you want to take the plunge. You know, I've always been tempted at a baptism service. I don't know why, but at the end of the service, I've always thought it would be fun to run up on stage and then cannonball 
right into the baptismal. Now, I'm not saying that's a wise choice on my part. I'm just sharing with you something that always goes through my mind. So if you're at the baptism service and you've listened to this, look over at me and give me that knowing glance of, Ryan, we know you want a cannonball. And I'll give you a little wink and a smile. I also want to give you an update on the Courtyard Project, which has been going on for some time. We're so excited that we're at the end. And this Sunday, we want you to join us for an opening day ceremony. And we're going to celebrate that by having some free coffee and donut holes, I'm told. Guess what, people? That is two donut references in one podcast. Unheard of. Unheard of. Now, you guys know I don't play around when it comes to donuts. You give me a box of donut holes, I can throw those babies back like popcorn. They're delicious. So come celebrate the fact that we have this courtyard, a place for us all to be together and enjoy after services and partake of a donut hole or two. I'm fairly certain they're not going to be giving away boxes, uh, but you can at least have two. And that's everything you need to know about this week's Need to Know. Really excited about this week's Missions Minute, a moment we take to try to tell you a story about what's happening around the world with one of our partners. Uh, This week, I'm going to tell you a story that was sent in by a partner. I'm going to have to redact some names uh, for their own safety, but we hope that this encourages you and that you are amazed at how God is working around the world. One of our partners in India sent this remarkable testimony of salvation. I want to share how God changed the life of a person. I was in the field visiting many villages, meeting many people, hearing their needs, praying for them. A person I don't know was following me around and observing me. He asked why I walked for miles meeting people, and he kept asking until I gave him my phone number. Several pastors in the area called me and warned me to watch out for this man. This morning, at 3.45 a.m., when I was in prayer. Now, I'm going to interrupt this week's Missions Minute story and just commend this gentleman for praying at 3.45 a.m. I'd like to say that that's what I'm doing at 3.45 a.m., but I'm sleeping. So at 3.45, he gets a phone call from the man that he gave his phone number to. I got a call from the person, and he said, Jesus, I said, what? He again said, Jesus, can I speak with you? I couldn't understand what he was saying, and I said, my name is, and I'm a pastor. What do you need? He said again, Jesus, can you help me? I kept trying to tell him, I am not Jesus. Finally, I just said, what do you want from me, but I am not Jesus? He said, Jesus, you are a hero, and can you pray for my son who has been sick? For six years, he cannot stand on his own feet. No doctor can tell us what's wrong with him or how to cure him. So I started praying over the phone. I asked him to put his hand on his son and to have faith, and I told him, you can ask Jesus along with me to heal your son. The phone connection was not good. Around 4.50, I lost the connection. At 7.10, I received a call from the same number. I could hear crying and sobbing, but no one was speaking. I started to feel anxious because there was so much crying, and I said, what happened? The man again called me Jesus and said this, 
After six years, my son woke up and asked me to take him out. He stood up and walked with me outside, and everyone in the village was shocked to see him walking with me. This made me so happy, but in my mind, there was a question. And I asked him why he kept calling me Jesus when I said that my name was Pastor. Then he answered, When I saw you visiting all the villages with a team of 11 people, I've been seeing you as though you were Jesus with his disciples. You came to our villages, and as you were praying over people, I saw angels surrounding you. I asked about you, and I finally got your number and thought of asking you to pray for my son so that he can be healed. I felt so happy and said, thank you for your words, but I am not Jesus. He gave his life for all of us, and I need to continue his work for people like you. Your faith healed your son. It's not me. Jesus listened to your prayers and touched your son. Have faith and share the testimony with all your neighbors. He said he would, and he also invited me to his own village for a feast with his people in a village called Tanga, where no one is allowed to go without an invitation from someone in that village. No one in that village knows about Jesus. And I was so happy because I had been asking God to open a way for the Tanga village. And I was really shocked at how God prepared a way. God hears the prayers of all. Have faith and be prepared. So friends, let me take you on a whirlwind tour around North Hills Church tell you about some things that have happened. You might not know about this. It's called Teaching Forum. It happens the third Tuesday night of every month. Peter Hubbard and I lead this, and it's a place where we come to practice teaching, whether you're teaching in women's Bible study, men's ministry, um, in the Sunday gathering. It's a forum where we come and teach and give each other feedback, and that happened this past Tuesday. About a dozen of us gathered to improve and grow in our teaching. Already told you, but I want to remind you again about the Courtyard Grand Opening. An amazing time. Don't miss it. We've been working on it for so long all together, and it's because of your giving that it's there. So jump in. You might have noticed that we've launched for the past two weeks a prayer team that's available after the services. We want to try to build a culture of prayer. So if you need prayer, find these volunteers. They'll have a lanyard and a name tag, and they'll be up at the front after each service. You might have also seen uh, some work going on over by Walker Springs Road, which, if you can see me, is to my left. And if you can't see me, it's still to my left. But what's happening over there, we've got a backhoe and a lot of dirt, and we're filling in what we lovingly call the hole of death. It's a giant hole right by one of the springs for which Walker Springs is named. Really thankful for one of our members who's taking care of that, throwing in a culvert and filling it in to make that road and the walking trail a little bit more safe. And finally, I get to be the first to announce that the lead class has been rescheduled. Uh, We had a lead class schedule for last weekend. The speaker, Samuel James, ended up getting a little bit of a stomach bug and therefore could not jump in an airplane and fly down here. So we're going to reschedule that for April 5th and 6th. Hope you can join us. And to wrap up this week, 
We want to jump back to this past Sunday and remember the big idea. So what was the big idea this past Sunday? Well, we wrestled with the question, what does it mean that the Lord is my light? It means that I see everything every day through the gift of light that is Jesus. Everyone is searching for light, but some are searching towards the darkness to find the light. Peter walked us through what it's like to have one of those aha moments when the light bulb turns on in your head, so to speak. Moments of illumination. Whether it's the simplest thing that you can think of, these revelations, these illuminations are meant to help us trace back to the source of light. God is calling us to look for light in the light of Jesus, not the darkness of every other source. God is calling us to center our hearts and minds and to see life through Jesus. So if you were without illumination, we discovered that Jesus is our light, that he goes to the darkest places as this text described. So remember, the Lord is your light. So on behalf of the whole team putting this podcast together, thanks for listening again. We hope it's serving you. Tune in next week. You can find it everywhere you can find a podcast and you can watch and listen on our website. We'll see you next week. Thank you.